right, welcome to What the Fuck Are We Talking About? I'm John Wayne. Today we're going to talk about music, and uh, our special guest is Short Ribs. Welcome, Short Ribs. What's happening? Now, you are a musician. I am a musician. And you've been a musician for, since you were... 15? Okay, so that's, I mean, that's kind of a late summer, isn't it? 40... 45, 44 years. 45 or 44 years. Yeah. That's a long time. It is a long time. So, a really long time. So, I mean, I, I was, 15 seems like a late bloomer. How did you, how did you get into it, first of all? How'd you? Well, I guess when it? I say 15, it was kind of, the, the, that's a band, but. No, 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 no. When did you start fucking playing? I started playing snare drum and like marching band. That's in fucking like sixth grade. Okay. So yeah. Okay. That so, makes more sense. And in the choir, of so, course. But how did you pick the drums? You know, I, I, I don't, I think when I wanted to join the marching band, um, I was like, yeah, I want to play that. Smack that snare drum. Cause all that is, is you're marching with a snare drum. And they have a marching band in sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is the fucking fifties, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, almost <laughs> we're talking the early 70s so, okay so i was born in well so before then six, before then early what 60s. were your like growing up even before then what were your like musical influences how'd you what were you influenced by how'd you my parents playing they played everything from the beatles to elvis to neil diamond to tom jones i used to Really? Okay. Get off dancing to Mr. Tom Jones when I have old videotapes, of course, with no audio, just video <laughs> of me dancing and to Tom Jones, I'm assuming. Um, and that's where it started. They played a lot of, my dad would have Santana albums later on, but it was a lot of Elvis and Neil Diamond and who else? Johnny Mathis. Okay. Just but old. Still pretty varied. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was all over the place. Did either of your parents play music uh, instruments? My mom played piano, so we had a piano oh, in the house. I remember that. Yeah, and but I I never really saw her. I never really saw her play that much. So it was more um, their records and, and yeah, it was records. I mean, once in a blue moon, I mean, I can just recall sort of remembering her playing once or twice, but more so it was my brother. Okay, um, so he took the piano lessons. So your parents listen to music all the fucking time and your brother played an instrument and you played an instrument. Yeah. And so you're all pretty fucking musical. So then I went, yeah. And I think my mom sang too. Um, my dad just loved, loved music. Uh, so um, I would just, you know, just absorb it all. And of course I ran around our street with my little AM radio I was tuned to KFRC in San Francisco. Right. I remember that. So it was just one hit wonders on, you know, the singer songwriter stuff. Right. Uh, And so I would be listening to that. And then of course, uh, you know, I'd tell my parents, I want this single. So I start buying me 45s of whatever, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Boss gags and (laughs) Lido shuffle songs and, and, Chevy van and I've never heard of that motherfucker. <laughs> just you know, please come to Boston. Just everything, Loggins and Messina, just all that stuff. So that's kind of how it started for me. Before, hey, was your brother young when he play, started playing an instrument? Yeah, I think. Oh, geez, I I don't. He played before that. you. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. He's older. Yeah. He's four years older than me. So he would play a lot and then, you know, slowly but surely. So our next door neighbor who lived in between me and you, um, he uh, bought me an album. It was in 1974 because we moved uh, to where we lived in 74. Okay. 74 ish. I was probably right the fuck when we moved there too. Okay, I was going to ask you. I don't know. Yeah, because, so we were 74, and then um, I had my brother and my dad, my brother was in Boy Scouts, so he would, they would take off on these 50-mile hikes for a week or something. So I had my mom buy me uh, Elton John's Greatest Hits, which was 74. It was my first full-sized album for myself. All right. And then our neighbor for my birthday, 74, bought me bad company's first album all right and it was just and that thing was it was funny it was like kind of warped you know the needle was on the right. record it was like, like a way penny on it <laughs> yeah yeah and it was it was uh that's kind of where all that it kind of started that's for funny me. my first album was a hand-me-down and it sticks the grand illusion for oh one yeah. of my brothers yeah. probably vader which I think that was 77 or 77, 78, somewhere yeah. right in there. Yeah. I actually have it. That was my, that was my first record that I had as a, as a kid. That's the first band I ever saw in concert. It was Sticks. Sticks. Well, the babies opened up for Sticks. I never even heard of the babies. The babies. So John, Jonathan Kane was in the babies. Who the fuck is he? He <laughs> joined Journey uh, oh, in 81. No wonder you know who they are. For the Escape album. Okay. Um, so that's where I, that was my first, my brother drove us to the, I think it was Oakland Coliseum or Cal Palace in San Francisco. Um, you know, and that was 70. How old were you at that concert? I was probably in eighth grade. So 13, 14. Yeah. Young. Yeah. So that was, that was my first concert. So, so you're in sixth grade and you see people marching or you just decided, fuck it. I want to play drums. So how'd that come about? I, you know, I, I don't hundred percent remember no, okay. why, but I just told my parents, you know, I want to play the snare drum. And they didn't, they're like fucking cool. Bring yeah. a bunch of noise into the house. Yeah. Cause then my dad was like, fuck that. You're not fucking, I, of course, you know, a lot of my musical, I was influenced by the shit you listened to. Cause you were the cool fucking older kid right down the street. So the DJ out the window, right? Oh, your garage is always open. Fucking yeah. music playing. You played the drums, you know, you're, if, the, if your fucking screen was open or your, your flap was open, I could come listen to you play or whatever. If it was shut, leave you the fuck alone. You know, that type of shit. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So I, I used to set up the snare drum in front of the stereo. And, you know, well, my parents' records were playing. I'm just back, back, okay. back. <laughs> and then eventually I was like our, our in-between neighbor between you and I had a drum set. And we'll call him JB. We'll call him JB. <laughs> and, uh, he had a premier drum set. His dad owned a bunch of properties, and I think they just got it from one of the properties that people left or something. And okay. So I had my dad buy that for me. And so from I, JB? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was my first drum set. And because I started getting into Rush, I'm like, well, this isn't enough drums. I need to be able to spin around. <laughs> I need more drums. So <laughs> a buddy of mine had a set he had for sale. So I had two drum sets and I smashed them together and they were three different colors. Symbols that were broken, and I'm just hitting the symbol. Just but like, they were big, huh? You're, yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah. were spread out. There's plenty of drums. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of drums. Uh, so then... That's your first set. That was my first... Yeah, and I just... I don't know how my parents... I remember. It. I don't know how they did it. 
It was it's so fucking loud. Right. So for anyone wanting to let their kids have drums, fuck, soundproof the room. Yes. I remember standing there, fuck, it would be loud. And again, I wanted to play the drums. You know, it's like, oh, Tommy. Oh. I wanted to play the drums. My dad's like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I, I don't know how they did it. Um, and it was just, I, and it was stupid. I put like those egg crates on the wall. Did it make any difference? No, no. But we thought it did. It didn't deaden the sound at all. <laughs> my dad, I don't know how my dad was out watching television and I'd be in there just being playing for hours. I was going to say, it wasn't like you just on. practiced. I, I remember you fucking playing all the time. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I would just put in an album and I would just play it over and over and over again. And I, I don't know if it was just something that I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. It's Did like, you immediately like... Take you immediately to talk to you immediately, like this is yeah, this is it. This is or is it something that built over time? Yeah, for well, first I thought it was baseball because I was nuts about baseball, and so I'd play all the time, baseball, winter league, summer league, and I was playing drums. And eventually, when I got into high school and played high school baseball, and then my senior year, I decided I just want to be in a band and be a musician. But but yeah, there were so many. I I wrote these down, so I want to read this off to you because. The albums from the era of, of that time were just so, there are so many. Like for 76, you had Frampton Comes Alive. Do you remember Peter Frampton's, the, the biggest, probably I know the they play that one really long album. song that when the DJ wants to go take oh, a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's got uh, like 14 minutes or whatever it is. you feel yeah, that like one. I do? Yeah, that one. <laughs> But you know, Hotel California. I know that. The Eagles. You have you have Leftover Chur, Kansas. Crystal Ball Sticks is 76. So then you have Foreigner's first album in 77. Uh, you know, Cold as Ice. Yeah. Uh, just fan, just all of a sudden, this barrage then rushes Farewell to Kings, Steely Dan. So what happened was I was, the music I was consuming was Boston, Foreigner, Journey, Rush, were the like the the big four or whatever, but in my brother's bedroom, you know, thirty feet from me or twenty feet from my bedroom, is out of his bedroom is blasting, um, yes, Genesis, um, Steely Dan, uh, Frank Zappa, some weird weird stuff going on, um, and then Barbara Carnahan's a big Zappa fan. Uh, who who is that? oh. Oh, 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 gotcha, <laughs> yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Big, big fan of Frank Zappa. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was hearing, you know, Kansas and all so that stuff. you were getting stuff. a pretty and wide was, variety of I'm rock. My mainstream kind of rock, and he was the progressive rock, you know. And so, I mean, there's just, the list is the Grand Illusion, 77, I have that. that ah, yeah, 77. Uh, News of the World, Queen, and first, so 78, was Journey's fourth album, but their first album was Steve Perry. So are that's... They, are they your all-time favorite? Them and Rush are just are right. They're, they're even. It's Got just you. for different different reasons, but Got you. still great. So, okay, go back. You're in high school. You're doing your fucking baseball. You're fucking drumming your boat. You decide, fuck it. Is that when you just first started in a band? Yeah, it was... So you're 18, 17, somewhere in that fucking Well, 16? first I had a... Guy, I think I must have been a freshman or sophomore, so, so 80, 81. Uh, he would come over, bring his, his Les Paul and his amplifier, and we would try our damnedest to 
play like ACDC. And it was funny. I still I have, have like vague recollections of something. Yeah. Like people come over or in the garage, which yeah. is after that. But we would play and I could only use my left and right hand and I couldn't incorporate my foot yet. So it was just hi-hat. Did you take but, any lessons at this point? No. So you're all self-taught up to this point. Yeah. Have you ever fucking taken a lesson? No. You're all self-taught. Yeah. Oh, shit. Go ahead. Yeah. So I remember hearing that tape years later. I'm like, listen, I, I, there's no bass drum. I, I, I couldn't do it. You had one. Uh, you had one. You could, just couldn't use I it. Just couldn't do, uh, <laughs> I don't know how this works. How do I make all three things happen at once? And it sure looks easy when those guys do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And so... After that, um, but that's just you and one dude, one guy, and you didn't call it a band. You no, didn't fucking name yourselves. No, You're just no. two dudes who could. Yeah. Could he play his instrument any better than you? No. Okay. <laughs> so, so basically, we were you were the fucking of... Sex Pistols. He's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> two dudes can't <laughs> play their instruments. Can't play all right. at all. Uh, but so so then I, I think it's my senior year in high school. Um, I graduated and I, I was got into a band, but it was the year after I graduated, we went back to the, my high school and my band played in the quad in the high school there. But that was the, that was your first band, like full, full on band. And we practiced in my, in my garage. So yeah. how did, how did this come about is what I know. So you're a dude that wants you're, that plays drums. Did you have already have like built in fucking dudes that you wanted to play with? Or did you? Put a, put a flyer on a post because there wasn't no fucking Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> no, there wasn't. So how did that, how'd you, how'd that come about? You know, I, I think Pick I met. Pick the dudes with the longest fucking hairs a la Motley Crue. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, dude, you look like a bass player, you know. But um, I, I think I've, somebody in high school's brother played guitar. Um, and then he knew somebody who knew somebody. And the next thing you know, we've got. Some guy that's, I don't know, tw- guitar player is 25 years older than the rest of us. <laughs> and you know what was funny? Because you're all teenagers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm 17, 18 years old. Yeah. And he comes in one day. We all come to my dad's house and, and in the garage. And he's like, Dio has a new album coming out. And I don't care what the first song on the album is. I want to play it. And I looked at him. I was like you want to play Dio? Like he was like a country, it was a country Western kind of guy. Oh, okay. yeah. And the first album or first song on that album was stand up and shout super fast. And he's like, he comes in and I'm like, all right, I'll, I learn it. Yeah. I like Dio. So we, it was just a weird story. And I just kind of looked at him, but that just reminded me of another story. So what's the name of your band? You guys get together. What's the name of your fucking band? Do you remember? After them was Triple Threat. I, I don't remember the name All of right. that first band. All right, go ahead. Brain fog. <laughs> um, but this, this cool story was I had this guy from high school. Um, his name, I'll, I'll just call him Doug. And we'd talk during class or during, you know, I almost said recess. <laughs> Not in high school, no recess. During, you know, breaks or in between class. He's like, he goes like do you know uh, Scorpions, Blackout? album i said yeah i i know it and he's like oh so do i so he comes over and he didn't know it and i'm like he dude you're wasting my he didn't time. know it so it's me just me and him a guitar player so we're trying to play it and trying to get through a song and my dad's garage door is like halfway up and halfway you know and i remember and i'm playing 
And I'm, I see this guy, just his feet are walking down the street, and I see the bottom half of an ampli- amplifier and a guitar case. And he's, I see him walk up the driveway. I'm like, we lived in the fucking burbs, man. There was, it's not like we lived in fucking yeah. downtown fucking anything. We lived yeah. in the fucking burbs. Yeah, so this dude walked a few blocks. <laughs> yeah, he came, he took a bus. Yeah, something. And so I open the garage, and he comes in. He's like this long-haired guy. And I'm like, who's this mysterious guy? And he's like, he's like, do you know any Rush? Like 2112. I was like, yeah, I know the album. And he's not saying I can play it, but I know it. <laughs> I, no, I, but I meant what I meant was, yes, I can play it. And he, he's like, and so this other guy, the guitar player who didn't know how to play anything is standing there and me and him kicking to 2112. And we just start playing, play it all the way through. And we're just, it just, and he's like, afterwards, he's like, how'd you know that? I was like, well, I practice it just like you did. Right. And we played like a couple more songs, and then you just mysteriously just disappeared. He's gone. I never saw him again. Who in the fuck was this guy? He's like, I heard you guys playing. I live, you know, on the other side of uh, Center Parkway or something like that. I'm like, geez, that travels. That's yeah, a long bust. Way. That's a way, that's a throw. Well, you're playing in a garage with a metal garage. I mean, it's just right, reverberating. <laughs> Could have went through the sewers. The weirdest story though, and I never saw him again. Fucking mystery, fucking yeah, mystery. music man. <laughs> Exactly. So your first band, you're in high school. Yeah. Do you do you are you doing original? You doing covers? Do covers. you start throwing gigs right away? Do you does the band go anywhere? Talk to me. Covers. We we played. Um, a couple of the guys were older than me. Well, we played. What was ever was on the radio. Um, Stuff uh, that you liked. Twilight Zone by Golden Earring. We played Lover Boy. We played uh, some Scorpions, but. Um, and I was just the drummer, backup singer. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. So that we played a few gigs, but it wasn't until, I don't know, 88 or so where I got in like a super the serious uh, triple threat where we practiced at my dad's. And that was <clears throat> any of the same guys house. or all different fucking dudes? All different guys. All different dudes. And how'd you yeah. meet these fuckers? Just from playing and going to clubs and meeting people and. So you kind of knew these were more serious yeah. musicians. And and we would write, we wrote original music. And how old are you now? How old am I now? Yeah, during the, when you start this triple threat shit. Oh, let's see, 89. So I was uh, 20, 23. 23. Yeah. All right. So triple threat starts. Are yeah. you thinking, fuck, we're going to get signed? Is that coming through your mind? Or are you just thinking, oh, this is cool to play with fucking... Better dudes, or it, you just want to. I mean, what, what's your? Well, yeah. I mean, you always want to. So you had somehow, delusions of, yeah, well, not, or not delusions, but you know what I mean. Yeah, delusions is a good word. It is a That's good a, word. It in is. hindsight, maybe, but not at <laughs> yeah. the time. Not the, yeah, at the time. <laughs> yeah, they're called dreams. We would, ju- yeah. So they would. So the guitar player would come in with music, and I would hit the record on a little boombox to record the music. And then, you know, after they go home, I would sit and listen to it and I would write the lyrics and the melody line to it and the drum parts, obviously. And then um, come back and we play through it. On a fucking boom box. On a boom box, yeah. Not, <laughs> not a four track no, or an eight track. No. On a boom box. Had none of that. Right. So this was the highest yeah. quality yeah. you're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like a piece of metal rubbing against a piece of tape. Yeah. Oh, Get you some nice hiss. So, why don't we did that for... A few years that we had band members come and go and different guitar players. And 
and bass players. And what and kind of music did you play? Same kind of stuff as the popular, you know. Yeah. Sounds was, like you guys liked radio rock. It was kind of, it was a little harder. Um, but, you know, I'd just say rock. Okay. Not really hard rock, but it was just kind of a straightforward, I don't want to say pop, but pop rock kind of thing. Right. Um, and then I just did that for a while. We did go into a studio and record four songs. You know, you come out of there with a cassette of, you know, four original songs and you try to sell the tape. But that was back. So you tried to sell the tape to like a record label? Well, to people oh. to promote it. Self. And we got. Where was fucking? You were too early for YouTube, huh? <laughs> Fuck. I know. <laughs> I know. We would have to. One of the guys was from Reading. He brought the tape to Reading, and he got our song played on the radio in Reading one time. So at least 14 that, people heard it. That was a claim to fame. Yeah, at least. <laughs> oh, you're the guy. <laughs> you're the guy that heard that. So, I, yeah, we did that, and then eventually that band broke up. And um see if I'm missing anything, but... Then I met this guy who lived off of Greenback. I, and I can't remember how I met him. It might have been through an ad or something. I was like so, looking for a songwriter or a singer or something. And so I would go to his house and we would write. We wrote a bunch of songs and he had means to record them. So I'd write the lyrics and he programmed all the drums on his keyboard. And so I would write the lyrics and sing them. And he used, he was from Santa Rosa. Uh, but he, him and his wife moved over here in Sacramento. And so he is like, I want to introduce you to some of my friends in Santa Rosa. And so I went and met those guys. And they were just at this level, just way above me. Like songwriters, players, they played, you know, all of them played multiple instruments. They wrote incredible songs. This was 92, um, and they're like, oh, we're, we're, this band, one of the drummers going to quit, so we want you, can, you want to audition. So, funny story, my brother at that time lived in Europe, in Austria, and so I had a, already planned before this whole thing to go visit him. So, I, I, on the plane ride, I bought a Sony Walkman or whatever those things were, and I had their cassette tape, and I just listened to it just over Learn and their over, music. over and over again. Yeah. On the way there. What, the did they have a name? What was their band name? Yeah. Stri Strikes Twice. Strikes Twice. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I over and over listened to the tape, went to Europe, came back, <clears throat> packed up my shit in my car, drove to Santa Rosa for the audition, and it was in a club that they – frequently played, but they were doing auditions or whatever. So I set up my kit and I noticed there was a drummer there, like breaking down his stuff. And one of the guys is like, yeah, that's our old drummer. Oh, sorry. Guy. I'm like, why? And they're like, I don't know why he's here. He's like, he wants to see you or I don't know. I was like, oh, that's great. Wow. That just added a whole fucking another <laughs> level of pressure. <laughs> right. The old angry drummer is watching. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to throw anything at me. <laughs> So I had set everything up and I was like, oh, do I get a mic, a microphone? And they're like, oh, well, 
I guess we just, you know, you just want you to play drums. Got a fucking drummer sings, dude. (laughs) Just sit back there and fucking play, dude. Bang on the drums back there, Bam Bam. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I just beat stuff with sticks. That's what, that's my job. No one wants to hear you. Just just quiet and grab the sticks. (laughs) So anyway, I, I, they're like they gave me a mic, so you know, busted out, yeah, busted out, started playing the songs, and when the choruses came up or harmonies where the parts were that. I'm just, I'd be over and I'd sing the harmonies. And the guitar player, who was the leader of the band, he was playing, he's the lead singer. And he, he kind of looks back like, is that you? Because they also had a female in the band that sang backups and played a little keyboard. Okay. And she would sing the high parts and the harmonies. But, you know, I was playing and he just, I'd sing the high parts. And then they're looking at me and they're both looking back like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, and on a break, she's like, "Well, I guess I just lost my job." <laughs> You're like, "Well, I didn't mean to fucking." <laughs> yeah, but it's like they were like, "Yeah, okay." So, yeah, I mean, that's the Santa Rosa deal. That's so how long did that last? Uh, so ninety two. Um, I moved there, so I was commuting. I would work from 5 a.m. to like 2.30. And then I would drive to Santa Rosa for band practice. And you did this how many days a week? Uh, once or twice. <laughs> once or twice. Once or twice. And for how many, how long did this go on? How it was many, a year. A year you did this. Yeah. So how long, how old are you at the end of this? 94, 30. So you're 30 years old. Yeah. And that didn't go, and, and strikes twice didn't. Well, strikes, I moved there. Eventually. Okay. I moved. I lived there for two years and we just played, we played original music and then we started at like doing covers so we could actually make some money. So Uh, when you were doing the originals, were you playing clubs? Yeah. Yeah. We'd opened for, so that band opened for, uh, Jonathan Kane, who was the journey Journey. guy. Yeah. Um, Eric Martin, who Mr. Big, um, he was big in the Bay Area and, and Mr. Big was, Big I've heard also. of Mr. Big. Yeah. Um, so it opened for Greg Kinn. Heard of the Greg Kinn Night band. Ranger. Loved, um, loved me some Night Ranger back in the so day. So we had, <laughs> you know, it was smaller clubs, but it was just like, huh, well, you know, maybe. I, and it should. Like I said, the, the level, it, it's interesting. It's, it, it's like if you want to get better at something, surround yourself with people that are better. Sure. And eventually, hopefully, you come up. Right, come you up raise to that level. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And songwriting, just these guys would just write these great songs. And like, man, how are you guys not rich? How are you not so famous? Should you have made it with this band? Should you guys have made it? What? I oh, to this day, I tell them, you guys should have made it. You what? Guys, something should have happened. What did with, ha- with the song? I, I don't know. Not a good enough manager. Uh, I you know I don't know. I I'm not sure. Or promoter I, or it's just. You didn't land in the right place at the right time. You didn't know the right person. You didn't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> God, you didn't blow the right person. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, can see, you, you can say that one on here, short ribs. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Okay. It, it just baffles my mind that those guys should have. So you, you thought know, when you're playing with those guys, this, this is pretty good shot. These guys are fucking good and. I, yeah, I thought I thought something something might happen. I think okay, that, so how does that end? How does uh, Strikes Twice end? Um, <clears throat> uh, so I was living in uh, 
I think they called it Shea Liraldo. There was four of us musicians living in a house, three of us, and it was it was pretty crazy. Um, and um, the leader of the band moved uh, to Missouri. So uh, myself and the guitar player had something going on, but it just kind of just kind of fizzled out, and I moved back to SAC. Okay, so now you're out of that band. You're you're thirty still now. You're thirty at this time. Yeah. And now what are you going to do? What's your next musical? Um, I just are spent... you still trying to do it as a career? Is what I'm getting at. You're 30 years old. Are you still are going? Fuck that! I'm still going to fucking make it. Or you're like, ah. Uh... Well, I, I kind of <clears throat> pivoted to writing and recording songs and trying to pitch them to get okay. them picked up or recorded by somebody. Okay. Um. So I just sat and I taught myself how to play guitar. Jesus. And I stole my dad's acoustic out of his bedroom and just started sitting there figuring out how to play the stupid thing. And, and then a, just a little bit of piano, um, just enough to chord changes and tried to write. And, and then I joined like Northern California songwriters association. And then you would go to like little seminars and they songwriting seminars. And then they'd have these, uh, promoters would come in these A&R, you know, these guys that look for songs for other artists. Okay. And you play, you sit in a room 40 other people trying to do the same thing. And you, the guy's like sticking a tape in a tape deck, push and play. Go. He's got your lyrics in front of you and, and of him and, or her, whoever it is. And they just listen for a minute and a half. And they're like, nah. Wow. That's not, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of difficult to sit there. A lot there of pressure to like, pick the right song. Well, to pick the right. right minute and a half fucking of the song. Yeah. And, I, it, and somebody goes, Oh, you know what? And they'll go, Hey, this one, you know, maybe. So then you're like, oh, shit, he said maybe. I'm going to be fucking rich. rich. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and they take it, and you never hear anything ever again. And it's It's on the radio fucking three months later. Yeah. You don't know. I didn't copyright it, damn it. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) So it's. So you did the songwriting for how long? For, I mean, I'm still doing it, but it's like, but I just did it for for years. So when all this is going on, you still had a a regular job then? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, always worked. Okay. It was in food service for almost 20 years. Okay. Then but you I, switched to IT? Switched or? To IT. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, so when I, did I you did When that. did you think, how old were you when you thought, okay, this music thing isn't going to be my fucking career? <laughs> I, I, or do you still not think that? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> You're I, retired, I right? Yeah. Or you still think that mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking, it's just going to be a minute. I, I'm going to make it. Yeah. Someday. And I'll be like, God damn it. I got I no teeth, but I, I can do <laughs> I can't do shit. Yeah. I don't, I, you mean, I didn't get a real job, uh, my IT job, until um, I was 38. Oh, okay. So. So you stuck with it for. Yeah. And you I, still play, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm still, I just, haven't, just yesterday I was recording drum parts to original songs. And I'm you, writing. and you still play shows. Yeah, that's, I eventually, after years of doing the writing, I just eventually, uh, my daughter got to a certain age and I, you know, I, it's this, it's a true story. I walked out of my bedroom one day and it was just me and my daughter living in this house we were renting in, in Sacramento area. And she was gone. She was a teenager. She was just gone all the time. And I just like looked around like, what the fuck am I going to do right now? What am I doing? Right. So I 
poked around. I called a guy who I played with in 1989, a bass player. And I said, hey, you know, what are you doing? He's like, I, I'm playing Nothing. a band. We need a, we need a singer. I was like, well. I want to play in a band and I sing. Yeah, I, I do that. I do those things. I do those things. So we, it was a cover band that, um, that was 2004, three or four. Um, and then we were, but the thing was John or Joe or Fred or, <laughs> I did it. I did it. I'm John Wayne. <laughs> John's right. That's right. That's right. That's why. I, I got it right. Um, the thing was, I love the music, but it was fucking not for my voice. We were playing Pantera. Oh. Iron Maiden. Judas Priest. Metallica. So now had you listened? That's not, that's not what I think of as your style. Is that, is that your style? Had you, were you familiar with those, I their was, works? I was familiar, not with like full on in depth, but you knew, you heard of each of them oh, and sure, knew sure. their songs yeah. were yeah, okay. I okay. Heard many Metallica songs and, but Pantera, maybe three or four or maybe at the most, cause it just wasn't, he screams. Oh my God. So we did Cowboys from Hell. So after every show, which was only you know two or th- two sets maybe of songs, two 45-minute sets, the next day I had no voice. I did that for a year, and I was I was starting to Google stuff. I'm like, they're, they're like that's not good. That's not good for you, man. <laughs> You're gonna blow your voice out. Shredded so, larynx, yeah. you know, gurgling blood. Yeah, these, none of these sound good. So after that, the bass player, the guy I called that I knew from years before, um, he said, dude, you're fucking off, killing me. Broke off, found some other people, and we kind of developed this acoustic type of, we thought of a living room show. We'd go to a club and we'd like sit and play acoustic guitars and do it's songs. called MTV Unplugged. There you go. That's it. <laughs> it started that's, in the 80s. Yes, that's right. What a great idea. <laughs> So we got into that. I was in that band, but it's all covers, all covers. Um, and you switched to more stuff oh, that you yeah, like. Mainstream and, and radio. Yeah. Like, yeah. Journey and, and foreigner Boston, that kind of stuff, okay. bad company. And, and, and then some obscure stuff too, like whatever, but it weird. So that was six years. I did that. And that was, we played a lot, you know, twice a month playing, which doesn't seem like a lot, but, when you're, you got well, a full, you, you have full-time job. Right, I was going to say, you still had your full-time job. Yeah. So you work not eight or nine hours on a Friday and then you go to a club and you play four sets for three or four hours. And then you get home at three 30 in the morning. It's just, it's pretty, right. pretty brutal. So I did that for six years. And then I was going to, I was like, I'm done. Uh, I don't want to do you, it. Did you enjoy it while it was happening? Yeah, did you yeah, enjoy going yeah. and playing the music? Sure. And yeah, it was fun. Real it was quick. a lot of fun. I don't want to lose the place of where we're at. You're playing with the acoustic, but what's the biggest crowd you've ever fucking played in front of? Um, that goes back to the Strikes Twice band. I forgot to say we played at a big club in Roseville. It must have been, I don't want to six or eight hundred. Okay. Um, opening for the Tubes. Okay. Uh, and that was that was really cool. Okay. All right. So I got to. I got to. Can I say it? Can I, I, I smoke, I got smoke a joint with, um, the singer B way bill. Oh, nice. In his Winnebago. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds like that could, it's like a lateral move from an abduction story. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's funny is that they have a song 
that that talks about a Winnebago, um, and a baby's is arm, it? a baby's arm holding an apple is in that. He, it's kind of bizarre. Um, and the tubes that I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I just remembered that. I was like, yeah, I went inside and we, you know, pass on a joint around. Let's nice. See way bill. Like, Speaking of which. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Back to your, back to your acoustic. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so that's getting ready to end then you said you did that for six years, six years. We did that and I was done. And then when I left a couple others members left and they're like, Hey, let's, let's start a, let's start something else. I'm like, God, you know, guys, I'm kind of burnt, <sighs> but I did it. Oh, you say you- I did it. <laughs> okay. And I do, what did you did- start? We, it's, an acoustic thing still? No, or? no, it was, it, it, well, the other band had developed into a more full-on amplified thing that kind of developed into bigger clubs and things okay. like that. So, um, <coughs> so the other band was very similar to that, the other one. Um, and so we did that for a while. And then 2016, I was just done. I was, I was done. So. I was just kind of burnt out on it all. Okay. And then, but and you then still play. Back into, <clears throat> um, so in 2000, I had a CD of original music come out, come out. I had it made it and dropped. I sold it to people. <laughs> yeah. I dropped a single and I dropped it on the floor. <laughs> yeah. That's as far as that went. It came That's out and fun. I tried to sell it to people. <laughs> That's right. Like, will you buy this? In the bed, from the trunk of my car. Yeah. And then, um, August 2021, like a day after I retired, my, the second CD came out, which is on uh, platforms around, but it's not a, but yeah, so I'm still writing and recording music. Okay. Because I love doing it. But you still go and play gigs too, isn't that? I do um, acoustic shows okay um but that's all cover music got you yeah but it's just when i retired it was like huh i i could probably just play acoustic shows at wineries or something and you know have fun keep playing playing. music yeah right yeah so i've been doing that since doing it for two years now almost two years all right so yeah it just so as far as your musical tastes uh are they what you play only? What do you What do you listen to? What are you into? And have they changed since you were young? Like you, you talked about what you grew, you know, the popular rock. The I play a lot of the stuff that influenced me. Got you. Like you know, Journey, Boston, Foreigner. Okay. Uh, but then back to the AM radio and the one hit wonders of KFRC in the Bay Area of a lot of those um, uh, England Dan and John Ford Coley songs and and. Uh, uh, Seals and Crofts, they were big back in the 70s. It just, so that stuff that it's it's lends itself to acoustic and do you listen to any anything modern? So your tastes pretty much haven't changed then. Yeah, I my daughter I went did. a little harder. I went like, you know, mm. I got a little bit more into like Tool, Macedon, Slayer, mm-hmm. you know, all yeah. with all with good drummers though. Yeah. I can't tolerate crappy drummers. <laughs> yeah. So that's your influence. Yeah. Um <laughs> I still, my daughter gives me crap. She's like, why don't you listen to like newer stuff? And, and, you know, sometimes I, you know, I'm, I ride around in a car and Spotify is on and I'm just kind of like, it's like a playlist that's, I guess, modern. Okay. And I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't know. Really? It doesn't really. I definitely still find music that I. Smack me in the face. That I like. 
There's there's stuff like um, I've gotten a, a little mellower as I've gotten older, more mm-hmm. into that like stoner rock instead mm-hmm. of the super aggro. I like prog like proggy shit uh, for mm-hmm. whatever you know Macedon and Tool. Uh, for, for, you know, yeah, I like that kind of proggy. But now I'm getting more into that like stoner rock, you know, that kind of <laughs> mellower, just like smoother, ju- like Dozer. They're a band from Sweden. Mm. Uh, Slomosa is a band from like Norway. Huh. Uh, they I play like heard of them. they play like I don't know. They're like stoner rock. It's like they call it tundra metal or tundra rock. There's no tundra in mm. Norway, but that's what they call themselves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's not metal really. It's like I don't know rock. Yeah, a little heavier maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It, it, I mean, a couple like a song here and there. I'll Got say, you. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I just don't, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's too. It's pretty one-dimensional of me or the blinders, but you like what you like. I mean, what I like so, is pretty broad. It's just the newer stuff. Like, like I said, if I'm listening to a current Spotify playlist of the top streamed songs, I'm like, hasn't, huh. hasn't resonated with you. <laughs> like, I don't know if you ever watch uh, Rick Beato on, um, never heard of him. He, he has a YouTube channel and he's a, basically a, great musician and he's a producer and he reviews stuff and he once in a while he'll go i'm going to talk about the top 10 songs on spotify and he's just sitting there and and you know some of them he's like oh these are cool chord changes but some of them he's like huh i'm guessing that's going to be the way throughout musical history you're going to have some people you know of course yeah even in the 70s people are going to like what the yeah is that (laughs) exactly (laughs) so i don't don't, like i got i know people that they like rap rock country Fucking, you know, their, their musical interests are fucking all over the place. Mine tend to be a little bit more narrowed. Yeah. I like some rap. Yeah. I can, I don't do country. I, just I mean, don't, I just don't get it. There were the Beastie Boys, of course, or gotcha. Run DMC back in the day. Right. They were kind of the original. No, no Wu-Tang. No. <laughs> no Wu-Tang for me. Oh, man. But, I mean, Protection if you neck. go from, like, a singer-songwriter, Joni Mitchell song, all the way over to... Rush twenty one twelve, and then you come back over to Genesis or yes, yes, and then you can get very pretty with bra- the, it's it pretty is, broad. It is. You're right. You're right. <laughs> to def- to defend myself, no, got gotcha. you. No, I hear. No, I, like I said, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty narrow. I don't like classical. Yeah. I don't like jazz. I don't like you know. I like rock, rap, pop. Yeah, yeah, and that, I mean, rock. my daughter will send me a, a link to a YouTube song, and I was like, yeah, I, I really like that. And I, I listen to it. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm just, I don't know. I remember I gave all my, I gave all of my hairband metal records to a neighbor that lived across the street's sister. Uh, you would know. Like who, you mean like, De- like Poison or Def Leppard? Yep. Or, uh, Cinderella, Cinderella, Motley Crue, Probably. all those records. When I was in high school and heard Slayer and thought, nope. I'm I'm going to you know Slayer and SOD and you know all this mm-hmm. Anthrax and that's what I started listening to and so I gave all my gave I gave all my hairband ones away and that wasn't what as a teenager but I mean I still listen to now you know having fucking Spotify I listen to all kinds of shit yeah but still within that you know right yeah that is, I mean there was a phase I mean but I had also had a, a YNT phase which is harder I mean those those guys were like like seventy four seventy five that they came out and um, man, just people were like, what the fuck is this? And, and uh, 
the drummer had a foot that was faster than his, his hands. And he didn't have a double bass pedal. He was just on it. And it was like, how do you do <laughs> How's that? How's he doing that? I have no idea, you know, but John Bonham did the same thing for Led Zeppelin. Um, for me, it was trying to, you know, you didn't have the lyrics. I'm talking too fucking far away. You didn't have the lyrics, so I would fucking put the music in and sit down and try and write the lyrics. And oh. I tried to listen and just okay. write the lyrics. And I had these notebooks, and I just would listen to the fucking albums for hours and hours <laughs> trying to write lyrics. Yeah. I did that, too, when I was learning songs, and I was like, what the, what the fuck is he saying right and there? And that was just me. That's just liking music. I wasn't a fucking musician. I can't play shit. That's just I fucking like music, and so I would yeah. just sit there and yeah. you could do something while you were listening, try to, what did he say? <laughs> There's still, it's funny when I go to learn a song today and I'll sit down with it and I'm like, all right, what, what are the chords? And then I'm like, is that what he said? I never that knew he said sound that. sound like that. I never knew he said that. I thought he said this. Like, whoops, I've been singing Yeah, because you can get word. all the lyrics now, huh? That's right. How you go, oh man, I said that way the fuck wrong. <laughs> or I pretty much wasn't listening to the lyrics. I'm listening to the melody or the drums. Like just... What, what are the drums? And I don't care what he's saying. Like, who gives a shit? And then when you finally listen, you're like, yeah. oh, shit. Oh. I, I didn't know the song was about that. <laughs> That's a story. There's an Eddie Van Halen story where he was, his wife, uh, Valerie, was like, when Sammy wrote some of the lyrics for the back in the, in the Sammy era, she's like, Eddie, listen to that song. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that's what he was talking about. <laughs> I came here to play guitar, man. Yeah, yeah. what are you talking about? Did you hear what I just did? That's very hard. I can't listen to that fucking dude singing. <laughs> so going uh, forward, playing acoustic shows, uh, how you think you'll do it fucking forever until they fucking tell you to stop? Yeah, not until they tell okay. me to stop. Yeah. So it's I, in your fucking blood, and it started early, like most musical people. Yeah. I, I just, the other day, I went back to some old songs I recorded in 95, uh, and I just uh, dropped those into my Pro Tools uh, the song and then hooked up my drums. I got a different drum set. It's electric kit now so I can play and not bug the crap out of people. Um, so I got that all dialed you your in. wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just hears this now. Hi, Mr. Short Ribs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just started, I'm, I got three songs. I'm going to re-record from back then. Uh, and then just keep writing and recording. Um, just had a discussion with a buddy of mine, Santa Rosa, speaking of Santa Rosa. And um, same thing. We have this conversation. Why do we do this? Why? We like, fucking love it. Nothing, nothing is going to happen. And you just come to that so? realization that you do it because you just have to do it. And it's not like, yeah, I'm not going to. Odds are, especially by now, nothing, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. But it's like. See, ever it the optimist. Be, if I don't make ever it by the, the time I'm 28. If I don't make it by the time I'm right. 30, All the, yeah. 34, 36. You know <laughs> but, well, I could see saying that as far as I got to fucking face reality and maybe get a real job or, or something at that time. That doesn't mean you have to give anything up. There's still that. Right. I mean, you de- you who knows? Fucking T-Swift picks up one of your songs and fucking, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Fucking never some know. country person. I can't name a country person. I don't know. One <laughs> single fucking person. <laughs> Let's say, I'll say Keith Urban. Okay. Let's, let's do I him. think I've heard of that let's guy. He could do one of my Picks songs. Picks up your song, you yeah. know, so I guess you never know. Yeah. What's in your blood? Yeah. In, yeah. The, in the blood. Well, 
I think that's going to about do it for us. I want to thank Short Ribs for coming out and talking with me today. Thanks for having me, John. I had a fucking good Appreciate time. And, Hope uh, it wasn't only that we bore the fuck out of people. Oh, uh, well, whatever. <laughs> they got to listen to it. We don't. I'm just going to say, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking, talking about? about? <laughs> All right, that's it for now. Uh, thank you. Thank you.